I'm Mishka. I'm a piano player, mainly playing neoclassical music. Recently, I'm living in Berlin, but originally I come from Slovakia and I love to share my experience and inspiration collected from traveling all over the world. Wow, what a great pitch. That is nice. When you say piano player, though, you're kind of underselling yourself because you're an extremely good piano player. When, when I tell people I'm a piano player and I'm rubbish, like you can't tell people you're a piano player, surely. You're like a proper pianist, really. Well, yeah, I can say that because I have a classical trained background. So I'm classically trained pianist. Um, that's why maybe I have um, many years of experience of basically playing um, classical music, which is uh, quite Yes, advanced um, and mm. uh, is quite complex uh, music, yeah. Where did your journey begin then with, uh, with music? Uh, my journey began as I was very small child. Basically, I have started to sing in a choir when I was three and a half years old and we were doing many performances around uh, Slovakia, mainly in churches. And this um, was the beginning of the journey just for fun. But later on, as I was six years old, I started to take the um, classical lessons from my teacher, Viera Kalivodova in our music school in Slovakia. And was it, so you went from singing in a choir to picking up piano straight away? There wasn't something in between or? Yeah, this is a very good question. Actually, I was about to make a decision. I had to make a decision whether I would pick uh, playing piano or, or whether I would uh, be taking a singing uh, lessons. And I have decided ah. for a piano from some reason. Because it's not an easy instrument. People seem to think it is easy because it's what everyone starts with, but it's not. It's easy to play maybe, but not to master. So what did you find the most difficult? Mm, probably having enough of patience with myself. Exactly. If I wanted <laughs> to make the steps further, then I had to be very patient and I had to repeat it all the same phrases all over again until they would sound good Um to play them with both hands at the same time. This was the challenge because for many years I always had to do separately, left hand, separately, right hand. And mm. it took really a long time until I figured out how to read the music and play it at the same time, like sight reading. Mm. Mm. How is your sight reading? Fairly good. I think it's it got better since I was studying in England at the university. Okay. Yes. Uh, there were okay. So hang on. Well, tell us about that. So hang on. So <laughs> so you start at six. Hang on. Now, now you did warn me before we start. You've traveled a lot. <laughs> so trying to piece it together is going to be difficult. So you started at six and trained beginning in Slovakia. When did England come into this then? Uh, that's a good question. Yes, England came after Denmark. <laughs> so, okay, so Denmark first. <laughs> yes. Uh, when I was 16, there are these kind of schools that you might be aware of, like Ungdomshoiskolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and they are really nice because they allow people to just choose what kind of like artistic direction or sport direction, like what mm -hmm. you really mm -hmm. are into. And this school, I was there and I was just practicing piano for like three, four hours a day, like intensively, as I would not do in Slovakia because of um, also maybe 
the school and the other subjects that I had to study. But at Umdomsoyskolen, Vedribe, in Denmark, I had the choice and I had much more time and opportunity to just focus on the instrument. And I got really obsessed with it there. Mm-hmm. And then England comes in after Denmark. Exactly. Because um, when I came back from Denmark, then I had to just um, finish my studies at the like high school in Slovakia to get the abitur, to get, yeah, to, to have the maturita, we say it in Slovak language. Um, an abitur that's in German. And how do you say it in uh, A-levels? I know what it, A-levels. yeah, A-levels. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, thanks. So it's A-levels in England. So I had to complete it basically in Slovakia. And afterwards, then I um, went to England to study at the university. Yes. And where was that? That was in 2019 in York. In York. Ah, how did you find York? I've never been, actually. York is wonderful. It's very historical and it has these uh, Roman uh, walls around the whole city mm. which you can walk. It's very romantic, I would say, and historical and full of culture. And there are lots of basking musicians around and people appreciate the baskers. That's wonderful. So you were always studying their music at this point and you've been them to Denmark, to England. What then bridges the gap to Berlin? How have you found yourself where you are now? Um, I was um, living in England for seven years. And then I thought to myself, also because of the political situation and because of the Brexit, I needed oh, a change. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt like it might get really complicated to stay in England and that... I just wanted to be closer to home where I originally come from again. So, and mm. Berlin is a city where I've heard that it's possible to use English until you are uh, familiar with German language. So that was one of the yeah. reasons. And you've done some pretty cool performances as well. There was one at the Slovak Embassy, right? In yes. Berlin, which was pretty cool. But you also teach, right? So just explain what is a sort of day or week in the life of you like? Mm, at the moment, I'm right now, for example, preparing for the wedding uh, concert uh, or performance that is um, on next Monday. So I'm... Um, in the morning playing a few pieces that the couple uh, has uh, basically uh, written down that I should uh, play at the wedding. So in the morning I like to warm up, ideally. At the moment I'm also getting into singing quite a lot because, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, like in the beginning as I was a child, I've chosen the piano, but Ideally, I would love to have it combined. If I could change something, then I would definitely pick on the singing a little bit like earlier. Mm. Yeah. Now I am. But you do, 
Well, you do have some bits out there, though, with you singing, right? At the same time as playing. It's not all classical pieces. Yes. There are some out there with you singing as well. Exactly. And I am trying to basically practice the singing because that's the, the kind of like a queen of music in the end of the day. It's like when you compare it to sports, I don't know, they say that swimming is the, the queen activity of the of, of the sports making. So with music, it's like you hear the melodies. That's what I mean. Like if you are composing, you firstly hear some kind of melody and then you have to kind of verbalize it or like sing it for yourself and then you can put it onto the instrument as well so that's why I find it very useful and helpful to sing as well yes and then Mm. yeah I teach and um, I like to go for jam sessions sometimes here um, in the evenings like jazz jam sessions Or I like to meet up other musicians with whom we can sometimes jam and sometimes have concerts together and performances. That's right. And your style of music is very sort of, what, neoclassical to jazz, I would say? It's not very sort of singer-songwriter pop rock, right? Is that by choice or, or, you know, is that just because you want to stay in that genre forever? Or is that just because you're kind of, that's what you're good at and you've stuck there? Or is there sort of inside you a bit of a singer-songwriter that's urging to get out a little bit? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. I think that it's also might be a combination, but I think that it matters mainly because of the influences. So it matters because of what kind of music I like to listen to. And in past, I was really a lot into neoclassical music and into the soundtrack music, uh, like mm. Philip Glass and Michael Neiman and Ennio Morricone and Jan mm. Tiersen and many others. Um, so that was my main um, influence, I think. And then uh, now I do write also lyrics. Yes, I wrote also a song for the Slovak female president and I gave it Yeah, to that's Miss Miss Firefly, right? Yes. That I was going to ask you about that because you keep referring to this president in it and I was going to ask you what the story of that is, but go on, keep going because I think we're going to get there anyway. <laughs> the story was that basically, yes, for example, from the pop singers, I was definitely as a child also influenced by Pink, this uh, rock and she brought a song to a president but it was in a negative way because of Mm -hmm. uh, war in Iraq and sort of things uh, more complicated stuff and I was like that was uh, such a like a brave idea from her and I was like but hang on like Slovakia has a first female president and she's actually really positive figure for like all the girls and she's like fighting against toxic waste and against the corruption in Slovakia so we were all really proud to have her and then I was in Berlin and I was just here for three months I did not even know where the Slovak embassy was and I went for a job interview to one music school on the day when she was visiting and I kind of missed her, basically. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. And that was really, like, um, annoying for me. And it uh, kept on annoying me for another, you know, maybe one year or something like this. Like, this feeling, like, I had regrets, like, that I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I did not go to the embassy, that I um, decided to go for a job interview to music school instead of meeting her personally at the embassy. So then I thought, like, okay, if it's annoying me so much maybe i need to like make it into a song aha okay 
that's that's how I felt. Like, okay, I could not meet her personally, so I can actually contact her through my art. So that I started to write the lyrics, and then I started to do the melody and the chords, the singing songwriter type of thing that you were mm-hmm. asking about. And yeah. Then I realized maybe I can send it to her and maybe she will hear it. And then she did, indeed, yes. She did hear it. Yes, because they contacted me back and they were really thankful and they said that they are really impressed and they appreciate uh, this kind of message that that she really needs this kind of also emotional support to say. I also had a meeting with one person at the Slovak radio about it and they know her personally and they were saying that it's really good idea, that it, it, it worked. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That must have made you feel really good, though. Yes, I was really happy because finally I could address this um, gap that I have had inside of me of not meeting her. Because um, as I am also singing in the song, like there is something going on about the womenhood and being a girl in the music industry and in general being a girl in this world is sometimes harder. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I see it from the traveling side because, like, I've been traveling a lot, and yeah, I can sometimes see the inequalities or something that was happening in the past is now luckily getting better, and it's exactly because of the fact that we pay attention to it, that we bring awareness to certain problems. Um, what else inspires you then? So political causes, very much so. What else gives you inspiration? So you've listed some of your music uh, inspirations too. Uh, yeah, what else inspires you in the world around you? Also, of course, nature and um, the kind of like a present moment when you are in a in a forest, for example, or if you are also at the seaside or something like this, like the wind, like the little small moments. Um, inspires me quite a lot something that is sometimes people say that it's quite lyrical when you are mm. just observing something maybe it is also related to the meditation or the peace of mind things like this i find it very inspirational yes sometimes i do like to also meditate and then it helps me to express myself and how i feel in the particular day i want to ask you about a song that I caught, actually. Um, Shall I Look Back? I liked it. Very, very good. And I've been listening to some of your stuff as well. And this one is like a proper formed 
classical piece, actually. So it's actually got sort of full of swells and different phrasing and sort of dynamics in it and stuff. How do you even go about writing something this complicated? Does it start by jamming something and repeating it over and over? Does it start by getting different fragments together and stringing them together in a song? Or do you just sit down with a pen and paper and write it out? Because I'm, I'm sort of fine with the whole singer-songwriter thing and understand how to write music because of the training. But all I ever do is write lyrics and then put the chord above it. You know, lyric, D, then G, and A, B minor, whatever. And just do that. I've, like, I can't even think anymore how I would compose, which is different to just writing bits of music. So what is your sort of process, especially around something much more complicated than just verse, chorus, verse, end? Mm -hmm. It's a very inspirational question already because like I think everybody and every musician and every singer and songwriter or composer have their own way of uh, composing and uh, sometimes when people also feel stuck uh, they can also get inspired from each other so thanks for sharing also your uh, way of uh, writing music, I think with when it's really just neoclassical, when it's instrumental music, which I have uh, been composing mainly, I think, last year and the year before as I came to Berlin. That's where I actually released the album that was this, this place that I mentioned before where I like to meditate, this kind of Buddhist temple actually allowed me to use their beautiful piano. And wow. that's where I could spend a lot of hours just uh, just jamming, as you have said in the beginning, and then making um, recordings of it and remembering it and then hear it back and then evolving it into more uh, complicated songs. And it was quite a long uh, procedure. It uh, took, yeah, it took around one year, I think, to complete mm. it. And it was not even um, the whole song, not all songs were written there. Some of them I composed a little bit earlier in England, but uh, it was here in this Buddhist temple where I actually realized that the CD can be finalized. Yeah. Mm. So it, and then in terms of how do you write it though? Do you actually notate it with notes on staves or do you just sort of do shorthand to yourself, you know, okay, B minor seven, C sharp minor, whatever here. Like, do you just kind of scribble it down what the basic structure is? Yes, I just scribble it down what the basic structure is, to be honest with you. Yes. I don't know, I think that's the way I do it as well. I never learned to sight read either. Well, I did, but I was really terrible. It was like it couldn't go from my brain to my hands quick enough. So after a while, I just trained my ear instead. Yes. And um, Yes, it works. Yeah. And it works. So um, that's the only problem is weddings and things when people say, can you play this piece? And they'll give you the piece of music. And I'll be like, oh, this is going to take me 10 years to learn this. Can you just send me a recording and I'll learn it in five minutes? <laughs> like, by the ear. Mm -hmm. Just by the ear yes. instead. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly the advantage, in my opinion, also of the British education, at least what I have actually noticed while I was there, that also the system of the grades you have it like covered also like listening skills and uh, rhythm skills and everything. Like it's such a complex way of learning music as it should be really. I must say mm. that it's still the most effective out of the Slovak one or the, or the German one. I find the British grades system of learning music, like one of the best ones. 
Yes, very good rationale behind it. Like the person or the people who have created this kind of educational system, I really have a big respect for them and I really think that they did it right. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Seem to have done okay. In terms of um, performances, do you have anything coming up? I guess now we're re-emerging a bit from the pandemic. Do you have anything coming up? I have maybe concert coming up in Slovakia and then the wedding. But other than that, I would like to concentrate on the writing of the Firefly CD, like the whole album as a Firefly. I would like to finish it and then maybe have uh, more concerts coming up. So that was going to be my follow-up question. What new music are you writing? But you've just revealed it there. So you're releasing an album? Yes. Uh, So the one song that I have wrote for the Slovak president, I would like to release it officially on the whole album that would be called the same name as the song. Wow. Nice. Thank you. It's a journey for sure. And it also exactly requires lots of cooperation with others, which is very exciting, but that also requires lots of like organizing the times and making other people to also yeah get involved, you know it. So yeah. I want to make it a priority and yes. after. And are you a control freak in those situations? I guess into certain just you can be honest I am too (laughs) this is why I can never have a band it would just be like no you have to do what I tell you yes it's um you've got to be a perfectionist in these in these things so yes I am a control freak (laughs) (laughs) um so new music coming up new performances too where is the best place for people to keep up with what you're up to Probably at my website. I must admit that I am quite um, on it, so I keep it updated. Um, and uh, yeah, I post my um, like new songs or something like this. But mainly, I also uh, post there the advertisement for my concerts, and I also put up the um, photos from the concerts where I've been playing and uh, some information about my background. And there is also, yeah, another interviews available, but they were done in a Slovak language. That's why I'm really pleased to have this podcast with you because that is then um, available for people from England or Sweden. Exactly. (laughs) And you can prove that you can speak English. She can speak English. This is her. We've not faked her voice or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's sweet. This has been lovely, though, and thank you very much for coming along, and especially while it's so hot. It's so hot. It's it's horrible. But I'm glad that we've managed to concentrate and get through it. So thank you very much. Pleasure is on my side, honestly.